to the Max Velocity Athletics Jump In It podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Fisher, and as usual, I'll be talking about things in track and field, uh, kind of going on this part of periodization. Welcome captains, co- coaches, athletes, parents, teachers, administrators, instructors, newbies, and supporters. And so uh, this time we're going to talk a little bit about uh, continuing kind of stuff with periodization and laying out training and so forth like that. And then uh, today I kind of want to talk about creativity and creativity in your coaching and uh, going on the continuum and the uh, the training line of uh, if we're getting from general to specific, which I talked about earlier, and then being creative with your thought. So I have this old kind of adage in my training that if we're not doing something and I can't explain why we're doing it as an athlete, you don't have to do it. And so I'm not into the, you know, training until you're throwing up and you're laid out and stuff like that. There's a time and a place for that. But uh, going through the different variations of what training needs to be for different athletes requires different uh, demands on the body. And so in high school, uh, there's so many, you know, I, I feel like their athletes are amoebas. Uh, they're really flexible. They can do a lot. Um, you know, they're really trying to learn some of the basics of technical. In college, if you're a college coach, if you can just get your athletes stronger and um, you can get them faster, you're going to have a lot of success and you're going to be successful. And uh, there's going to be the most development from 18 to 22. So these athletes, they may come in and they may be, you know, squatting 140 pounds and by the end, or, you know, 60 something kilos. And by the end, they're, you know, squatting 150 kilos or they're lifting close to 400 pounds, um, squatting that. So there's a lot of, uh, of course, with the strength increases and all those different kind of things, the athletes are going to be faster. But at the post-collegiate level, that works for a little while because the athletes still will develop until they're 26 years old or so. And then they, you know, they're not going to get that much stronger. They're not going to get that much faster. So you better work on the technical aspects and you better keep the athletes healthy. And so uh, you'll see these athletes really develop in college. Uh, they, they perform really at a world-class high level. And then, you know, there's fall off and they don't uh, go through uh, to that next level. And so I think the biggest thing at that next level from that 24 years past is the quality of training that that's done. So a lot of times a lot, the volume of work or the density of work, so high volume kind of high intensive work won't work for the athlete anymore. They, they've spent so much of just their inner energy, uh, mentally and physically. I think, uh, an underestimated or uh, value is it's just the well-being of the athlete. And the well-being means, you know, I was pretty blessed that I was an athlete who jumped high, you know, jumped pretty far, ran decently fast. And so I know what it feels like to be out of control when you're about to take off in the long jump or go too high on the triple jump or uh, not having my timing right in the high jump or running and breaking down in a hundred meter sprint. And so, um, knowing that with the knowledge that I have, I I can feel, and sometimes I can sit there and say, Hey, this is what it feels like. This is what it's going to kind of be like. And, uh, I think that goes far, but also I add that because 
you know, if you just are using the same basic training year in and year out, the athletes are going to get stale. They're going to get bored. They're going to get tired. They're going to get, um, they're just going to stay stagnant. And so there's got to be new, different kind of workouts. I mean, it, it could be just as simple as every year you sit there and you do, you know, six times 60 meters, uh, for, you know, to, to create, uh, like a speed power kind of concept. And, you know, changing that to six times 50 or something like that, uh, just little variations to the athlete. So it changes them from even a mental standpoint. I think, uh, you know, one of the things, the reasons I created all my training inventory, and I say there's 51 different warmups, is because of the fact of specificity for warmup, but also the fact that I got tired of doing the basic three or four warmups for, you know, eight to nine years of my life. I just felt like, I wasn't getting myself properly warm. I didn't feel like, uh, sometimes it just felt so monotonous. I didn't take any intensity or any, um, thought into my warm up, which needed to be a critical part, especially as I got older into getting myself prepared for what I needed to do that day. And so that's, that, that's a, that's a big aspect to kind of think for the athletes and, and as a coach when you're working with athletes. And so the quality of work can be kind of very important as the athlete progresses through their post-collegiate career. And then age. I mean, um, you know, just talking about Will Clay. Will Clay, this is, you know, an example of what he did when he was 20 at World Indoor Championships. Uh, he had had long jump prelims the first night. The second morning, he had triple jump prelims. That night, he had long jump finals. And the next day he had triple jump finals and he finished fourth, which, uh, I'm still waiting for him to get his third place medal because of the Russian that, that beat him. We know he's convicted, a cheater. And then he, he won the triple jump and jumped 1770 after that schedule. So at 20, 21 years old, he could handle that. But if I was still trying to put that schedule together for him at 25, 26, 27, even 29 years old, he just wouldn't have been able to do it. He would have really uh, had probably poor performances and stuff. And so it, 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 it's the adaptation of the athlete and knowing also what we had to do. We did not do that many indoor seasons. Um, we did 2014. Uh, really, that was the last indoor. And then we did it again in 2000, I'm sorry, 2018. And, uh, that's how much time we had between seasons because we know at the post-collegiate level, it's all about outdoor medals, which, you know, he won a lot and, and was very successful. And that's where, you know, all the tier money, the, that's where the, uh, sponsors, they, they give money and bonuses for, and that's where your world rankings and stuff move up because of outdoor performances and medals at the world championships. I mean, it's sad. It's gotten to a point in the field events that if you don't medal, you can't have sponsorship. And, and that's pretty much the bottom line with, uh, athletes and field events. And you better keep producing because if you don't, uh, they'll reduce you and eventually cut you. So, um, we're at a really tough time in the field events for athletes. There's less sponsorship, uh, there's less money and there's less opportunity. And so uh, there, athletes have to find a way to survive and be able to kind of perform when it counts the most. And so the periodization and being able to look at that is so important leading to what we, we're talking about. 
So for the athlete, and you look into specificity and you look into uh, the training, you've got to build the athlete with time so that they're performing at their highest level when it counts the most. Um, I'm really interested to see if someone would do an, an analysis of people who performed indoors um, who had an indoor season and their performances in late season competitions, meaning uh, 2022 was an anomaly because the fact of the world championships were so early in comparison, they were in July and they were a home world championship and just to see how people perform compared to uh, performances of like world championships when they're truly when they're supposed or usually are, which is at the end of August, even early September, and sometimes when Doha, where it was like in October. Um, but would love to see kind of how the athletes did that performed at a high level indoors and how they performed outdoors. Um, that would be fantastic to see, especially with jumpers um, and sprinters um, who who did both, and so. This year is an easy year for the setup. It's really, we did, there's no reason to indoor. There was no championship for us. Uh, we got a late start, spent a lot of, spent a lot of time in general strength training. We spent a lot of time in specific strength training. We're building up the, uh, the kinematics sequence and the kinematics and kinetics of the athlete, making sure that they can handle the demands of the event. And really taking our time. And for the first week, we're finally on the runways. And for the first time, we'll partially be in spikes this week. And here it is, uh, March the 6th. And we started training in uh, November. And I feel really good about the health of the athletes and where they're at right now and getting ready for that part of the season. And so as we looked at things, we did very general stuff. And now we're getting more into specific. We had a really good block. Coach Bashir Ramsey did a fantastic job with the sprints. We did uh, contrasting sprints with sleds and uh, running kind of fast. We started doing a little bit of uh, rhythm approach work. Um, we did very basic technical work. Now we're getting into uh, approaches. We're going we, We're blessed to have a 1080 machine, so we're going to be doing some contrasting sprints, resistance sprints with the 1080 machine. Later on, we'll do overspeed with the 1080 machine as we get closer to uh, the major championships. Um, the weight room, now we're starting to do eccentrics with a little bit of uh, cross potentiation. So we'll be doing negatives with box drops between sets. We'll be doing isometrics after uh, um, eccentric lifts and, and kind of building into that. And then after our eccentric phase, we'll get into a power strength specific and empower speed when we get into our major championships and for me I love this phase that we're in so we're in an eccentric phase the athletes are going to be kind of sore for the next couple of weeks but we kind of mix things so do negative squats negative single leg squats coupled with um, uh, isometric push holds into the uh, the squat rack where we're doing seven second pu pushes into it um, really fun stuff, really stuff that's uh, strength specific. The athletes see it. They see, you know, what the things I'm looking for to see that the knee angles are like 155, 165 degrees as they're pushing into those things and the isometric holds. Um, I'm very, you know, specific about this. I'm very like uh, watch over. I feel like the weight room, even though it's always important, but it becomes even more technically uh, 
uh, a time where I'm really coaching the athletes and really looking at them just as like if they were jumping or something like that. So it's a fun time. It's time for the you know the co the athletes to start to see the method of my madness and see how this is going to translate into them jumping far. And as coaches, it's it's creating cool little exercises. So like we're doing box cleans and the angle of the the knees when they start their box clean needs to be about 145 to 165 degrees in, in the back of their um, leg. When they do box, uh, when they're doing push-ups, those isometric push into the uh, squat rack, I want to see about 155 degrees in the back of their leg. Um, when they're doing their negatives, we're not going as deep as we, we wanted, we did before. We're probably dropping down to about 115 degrees in depth, and we're going up to about you know 185, not quite 190 at the top. So those are things that I'm looking at. We Like I said, we couple it right after. It's the specificity of training that we're getting into and the creativity of, of a coach really comes in this comes now as you try to blend the exercises together. So it's an exciting time. Uh, make sure you're looking at my Instagram, Jer JeremyFHJ and MaxLotMBA.Services because I'm going to be posting a lot of really cool creative drills in the next few weeks. I'll put them up on my YouTube. Jeremy Fisher, follow me on YouTube. You can ask me great questions. Any questions, we're really excited. We're, we're uh, putting out uh, questions so you can kind of uh, follow what a long jump, a triple jump, what a sprint would be like, a block start, all those kind of fun things. So go to any questions also. And, uh, of course, you can always follow me here on this podcast. And I'm really excited for these next few weeks. I'll be checking in, kind of uh, talk about more uh, specific things and keep on this uh periodization and as we get ready for the outdoor season. Thanks for tuning in and I look forward to uh, talking to you guys next time.